Bro, I'm tell you, I'm cooked up top. That's over. Yo, y'all got hair, man. I'm sitting here bald, bro. Well, the thing is, it's the eternal wisdom. All black guys look good bald. This is true. All white guys, true. not necessarily <laughs> true. There's like three white guys that look good bald. Uh, Bruce Willis is one of them, and hmm. that poor bastard. Actually, Bruce Willis is the only bald white guy I could think of when you said that. Jason Statham maybe a little bit. Oh yeah, but oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that that um, Kanye's trainer. That guy's like cue ball. Oh yeah, that guy that chained him to the <laughs> gurney. <laughs> chained him to a radiator. T- there is something that. to that. Like I do think there is such a thing as they're being handlers but at the same time it's like dude you're like a 45 year yeah, old man you're, you're <laughs> you could they you're a 45 year old man yeah dog you're almost 50 <laughs> right like <laughs> yeah yeah almost 50 dog right like it, i feel like it's 1000 percent true in the case of like 18 year old britney spears yeah absolutely uh, but like 45 year old kanye <laughs> I have a 45 a year old black man that's a billionaire where you could get a hit out on this motherfucker if you wanted to. Come on. Yeah, right, yeah. Kanye's got to kill me money and you're going to let some trainer fucking. Yeah. Uh, well, see, this is what we need to do, Mr. West. Either I'm going to chain you up to the radiator or we're going to have a nice conversation. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hell. Jude oh, Law, another white guy that's. Bald, not bald, but balding. That looks good. Oh, uh, Brian Crant. Well, was I'm thinking of Breaking Bad. Brian Crant. Well, that's a, that's Bad. elective though. Yeah, that's true. That was for the role. Yeah, he's Brian that's Crant. that's different. See, I don't think he looked so, that good with it. So, <laughs> well, you you really you don't. Uh-uh. I mean, maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> I think he looked down <laughs> like shit. <laughs> Shaved it. His lumpy ass head. <laughs> Dude, we fucking failed Jason Isbell. We fucking failed him. We did. We're not getting, uh, what was it? If the blue wave came, he promised. I was looking for uh, the tweet you sent me. It was like, I can't wait to write an album about the blue wave if Beto wins Texas or something. Wait, who who said that? Jason Isbell. Known to me Uh, and Terrence as he's sort of a... um, a figure in Whitesburg's trajectory over the last 15 years. Well, he was in one of my favorite bands ever, Drive By Truckers, and has since squandered all of the good graces he earned during that period. During that period. Perhaps best known to the internet as the 30 to 40 feral hogs guy. Well, yeah, he's going to be the next Rex Chapman. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah 1,000. Yeah. He's yeah. on a trajectory to be the next Rex Chapman. Yeah account yo I, I i'm not gonna lie i had no idea who rex chapman was you know i even thought he was a black guy man like well, when i saw his profile you'd be forgiven for making that mistake because he is he does belong to the all white guys that play like black guys uh <laughs> nba all-time team him jason white chocolate williams tom chambers handful I mean, of others lebron was hooping with him apparently was he really I mean, I don't know. See, the thing about LeBron is that LeBron is the perfect embodiment of the e-crisis because you never know <laughs> if anything he says is <laughs> real or not. It's real or not. He manifests the past. He was like, dude, I was on flight 93. 
and people are, <laughs> and people are like, what ha- what happened? And he's like, well, I, I don't know, you know, like the thing about like LeBron, <laughs> like the thing about LeBron is that he's like a classic liar friend that you would have in high school in the sense that like some people are liars and then when they get called out on it they can like weasel their way out or cleverly come up with something but lebron will get called out like in that press conference the other day when they were asking him about his favorite lines he claimed he watched the godfather trilogy six times in 2016 and they asked him what his favorite line from the trilogy was and he was like well, you know, I, there's a lot of lines in those movies. <laughs> you see the movie. Not, you not, see not the movie Fredo, before. you broke my heart. Not, like, there's all timeless lines. And he's like, uh. I'm smart. Nah. I'm smart. <laughs> nah, that's somebody where you go like, you seen the movie, motherfucker. You know everybody's favorite line. He, Why are you asking me? He did eventually say that. He told the, the, the he told the, the, this guy was like pressing him, like Jake Tapper 2009 in the Obama press room. <laughs> he was like, he was pressing him on uh he was like, but really, what's your favorite line? And eventually LeBron was like, well, you just pick a line and I'll go with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, and then uh, it's, it's LeBron. What are you going to say about it? Right. Yeah. Right. He's, well, uh, that's what I don't understand. Why does he have to lie? It's Listen, the reason why I told lies when I was a kid is because I knew I was never going to be the greatest of all time at something. <laughs> so I had to shore up that deficit in confidence by t- saying outlandish shit like my father so, created so, the Street Fighter game series. So, <laughs> so what, what about LeBron then? LeBron is already one of the greatest players who's ever lived. That, that's what I don't understand. Yeah, like, why does he have to... He's the most successful liar of all time, probably. <laughs> the most talented liar of all time. <laughs> I love... My favorite one is when they ask him about uh, the autobiography of Malcolm X. <laughs> And he's like, he's like, well, I'm just starting it. And then they like showed a picture of him, like he tried to start reading that over like a period of like ten years, and never uh-huh. got past. The <laughs> he's like, every well, time, he was well, that's very smart man. The, that that is relatable. Like I can, I can relate to ha- lying about having read a book when or I just saw read- a movie or watched a series. I do that shit all the time. I'm all not the time, lie. I do that shit all the time. But like him well, lying about. <laughs> Okay, there's a few lot recent lies that stand out. Him lying about having listened to the Migos before they were before they were ever a group. Right. <laughs> that makes no sense. But again, he's he's kind of like uh, there, there's kind of like a hipster thing to that. But didn't he lie about nine eleven? Didn't he have a, li- a lie about nine eleven? I can't remember. What, that he was on the flight or some shit. <laughs> that would be insane. Yeah, he was like, I was standing under when the when Amy McGrath shot the Flight ninety three out of the sky. I was standing under it, and I caught the black box. <laughs> <laughs> I caught I caught the infamous falling man from. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Put him in my trophy case with all my rings and trophies. Yeah, he died later in the hospital from smoke inhalation, but I caught him. And he, he lived. <laughs> uh, like a baby. Yeah. <laughs> Cradled him. He cra- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit, yeah. Spe- speaking of babies, did y'all see the, um, it was going around like the New York Times tips for calming down during the election? Did y'all see that? They had tips, like, to reduce election day anxiety? Yeah, tips to reduce election day stress. going to be 100% honest with you. I didn't sweat for one nanosecond. Bruh, I, I mean, like, 
I was surprised by shit, but I mean, like, yeah, I didn't sweat for what? It's none of my business. Yeah, yeah, none of my business. <laughs> none of my business. Um, I mean, this is what the New York Times said: uh, five ways to soothe election stress. Number one: stop reading the New York Times. <laughs> yeah. <Number one. laughs> Cancel your subscription. Uh, number one: try five finger breathing. Trace the outside of your hand with your pointer finger. When you trace up, breathe in. And when you trace down, breathe out. <laughs> that, so that's what everybody was doing in line at the polls. <laughs> yeah, they were. I thought they were drawing Thanksgiving turkeys. <laughs> <laughs> How you used to do that in arts and crafts in school? You'd yeah. Yeah. draw turkey. Uh, number two. Oh, it took me back. Do what? No, he took me back with that. With, mm. the, head, with the head turkey bit. Yeah, dude. Simpler days. <laughs> I still do those. <laughs> I still do, and they're like my fi- fridge has thousands of them. I do one every day, <laughs> every, every day, <laughs> on every side of the fridge. Uh-huh. <laughs> Number two, cool down. Plunge your face into a bowl with ice water for fifteen to thirty seconds. <laughs> what the fuck? Um, okay. Three, move. Even a walk around the block can offer some relief for an uneasy mind. Um, number four, this is the this is the best one. Breathe like a baby. Focus on expanding your belly as you breathe, which can send more oxygen to the brain. Because you are a fucking baby crying about some election, man. You talking about? Mm-hmm. And then number five, limit your scrolling. So, uh, no, nah, I mean, I, I that should have been number know. one. That's one of the scrolliest days of the year, too. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's a tall order. You're not getting someone. You're not getting a New York Times reader to limit the scrolling. No. No. It's not happening. No. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no. Plunge your face into a bowl with ice water. Like, that's good shit. That's a like, classic vagal maneuver. Mm, yeah. A vagal mm, maneuver. Yeah. What's that? It's when, uh, like, if your heart rhythm is out of whack, uh, you do the vagal maneuver and it's supposed to set your heart rate back right. What is so? Uh, it's a little tip for people reset. with irregular heartbeats. Oh, if it's okay. going nuts, just dip your face in some cold water. Maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. But I think I read an article many years ago that was like, they don't understand why that is the case. They don't understand why our hearts calm down in ice water. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe it's like a, a shock to the system, a reset. It's like a, it's like when you have like a, I don't know, like a device or something like that, like your phone, and they got the little reset button. You got to use like a little pin to get that shit in. Uh-huh. That's what it's like. Uh, that's what it's like with cold water, man. As your penis retreats inward <laughs> inside, <laughs> causes your heart to. Again, be strips, be calm. up to your heart. Yeah, right. Because you're no longer burdened by right having male genitalia. You right. right. You you can be a whole person again, <laughs> if only for a moment. I had a, for a moment. I did have a therapist that told me that one time. Like, take an ice bath. I was like, I'm suicidal. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't think that's going to work. Yeah. <laughs> the motherfucker told you to take a cold shower? <laughs> I've heard people say that for like weight loss or like muscle building and stuff like that. There's all kinds of like little biohack tweaks that people have been pushing on. You know, it's yeah. like maybe there's some merit to it, but by and large, you're not going to get ripped sitting in a nice bath. Right. I don't think I've ever taken a cold shower, man. Like, uh, like unwillingly, I guess, right? Like I've taken cold showers because my hot water wasn't working. 
but I've never actually wet in the shower. <laughs> yeah, just said, yes, you know right. what? I'm thinking cold this morning. <laughs> you forgot to pay the bill. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. I had a friend that did that one time that was like, uh, yeah, sometimes I just like take a cold shower just because, like, what do you mean? It's like, well, sometimes I like hot showers, sometimes I like cold showers, sometimes I'm, I'm like, nah, I kind of got one cruising altitude as far as that goes. Well, there's like, yeah. there's like, um, it's kind of like a Rogan thing. Uh, you know how how there's this kind of like cottage industry of like self-help gurus who have these um, quick fixes and stuff right, like that. Yeah, yeah. Like it's it's like a Rogan thing. Like he has guys on there a lot who talk about like the benefits of cold water uh, baths, mm. like ice water baths and stuff like uh, that. Is it is it like some manliness shit? Like some uh, some uh, like taking a cold bath or shower reinvigorates your masculinity yeah, or something see, like that? See, that's the thing. Like that's what I I can't understand because as you pointed out, a cold bath will quickly deprive you of your manhood. Well, I think yeah. I think too. Ray Cronies is like the godfather of this thought. He was like a NASA engineer or something like that, and he found out he was like, "Well, how come Michael Phelps can eat like a twelve thousand calorie diet and like still maintain six pack abs or whatever?" Uh-huh. And I guess it's because the cold water like actually makes us burn more calories or something for whatever reason because oh. it's trying to keep your body heat back up to 98.6 you know what i mean and when you go dip below that your body has to burn more calories to kind of keep it your body heat normal i used to i used to be a swimmer and that water is cold as shit yeah and you know you have to wear those little speedos but i had dude how'd you feel going out there in front of everybody (laughs) yeah that little banana hammock how'd you feel i felt free i felt free and liberated (laughs) A beautiful. I was beautiful. I used to be a beautiful boy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm normal. I was the beautiful boy. I all all the creepy older men of town were chasing after me all the time. So there's that beautiful boy again. Let's see if he gets the 400 meter butterfly record today. Uh-huh. Dude, those speedos were um, dangerous. Like I had a buddy uh, in swimming who got a boner in one one time during practice and it was like it like spread Why in god's name would you get an erection <laughs> swimming it's hard, dude it's hard not to because you're swimming with the girls so like it was co-ed you know what i'm saying like and they're all yeah, in their bathing yeah. suits i stuff. forget I was, yeah when you're 14 it is kind of hard to rein it in sometimes that's what that's how i learned my amazing self-control because like i had to learn like dude if you get a boner right now it's gonna be humiliating it's, it's fucking over for you dog it's gonna pull your speedos off of you yes so i developed a stoic asexuality from a young age <laughs> and it served me well until today uh, never like be horny that, there yes that that that's a situation honestly i think more um people with penises a situation that more people with penises should be ha- should have to do because it teaches you the dangers of horniness. Yeah, if if everyone can true. see it, yeah, it, it was if a big you, it was a big scandal though. Well, there's a few exceptions to that rule. Uh, Antonio Brown and Josh Primo didn't. <laughs> if people can see it, it didn't really stop them. But uh, by no, and large, looking? yes, okay. I know your point's well taken. Did you see that story? No. About the Spurs, uh, player for the San Antonio Spurs, no. that, like just like habitually exposed himself to like 
staffers and stuff like that. <laughs> really? I just couldn't like stop. Like walking around with the towel around his waist and some shit in the locker room and just like flashing? Uh, I don't even know what the circumstances were, but it cost him the bag. They fucking got to, rid of his ass. To, to, to like staffers of all genders or just? No, I think just women. I think it oh, was. Oh, okay. So he's being no, a creep. Some Louis C.K. shit. Yeah, he, yeah, he wasn't yeah. being like an exhibitionist on the subway. He was being, No, no, no. He was just being an out-and-out creep. An out-and-out yeah. creep, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that'll get you fired. Anyway, yeah, you can, yeah, that kind of stuff will hit, will fumble your bag too. Yeah, yep. gotta admit, man, been seeing a lot of uh, bag fumbling lately, man. Between uh, Kanye and <laughs> Elon and Raphael Warnock, <laughs> yeah, Stacey Abrams, <laughs> Stacey, Stacey. But actually, you could bro, probably, she never had the bag. I was gonna, well, I was actually, I was gonna say you can make a pretty good case that by losing. If she would have won, that would have been fumbling the bag. Stacy's oh. reward is the restoration of democracy, first and foremost. It's <laughs> not somebody concerned Yo. with monetary reward. Her reward's in heaven <laughs> in the court of public opinion. <laughs> uh, nah, man, her reward is in a. Her, her reward is in a. Did y'all? I mean, y'all are not really into Star Trek or watching shit like that, but uh, there's a new Star Trek where she played uh, uh, the president of United Earth in the 32nd century. <laughs> And the Washington Post, <laughs> the Washington Post, last year did like a little article about it. She was like, "This is Stacey Abrams said that by the year 2040 she'll be president, but she's president of Earth way before that." And I was just looking at it this morning, <laughs> you know, with her uh, with her election loss last night. Like, uh, Nine hundred years later, bro, maybe you'll get it. It was a pretty big loss, right? Like it wasn't even close, right? I know it was. It wasn't even close. I don't think it was like ten points, but it was. What was she, man? I didn't who even was keep she up running that race against? What was? Uh, Brian Kemp. Brian Kemp. So it was the governor's race. Yeah, second time she's running against Kemp because she ran against him in twenty eighteen and lost. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was close last time. I thought because well, she would have yeah. won, but he pulled some chicanery, right? Like, didn't he like leave a lot of voting machines locked up and? Yeah. Yeah. They would he, go he certain purged. areas and put like one up when they should have had like six up or something like that. Yeah, he, he like polling locations and he purged people from the polls. But honestly, man, like she did worse this time than last time. So it's like it makes sense. I mean, maybe. Man, I mean, yeah. who? There are very few. I'll say this: it's one of my favorite lines from Mad Men. But nobody comes back from exile, not even Napoleon. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> no, no one comes. There are no comebacks, really. It's interesting that so much of our written lore and other things is rooted in like revenge narratives and stuff like that, because these mm. things never really end well. Yeah, and if even if you look in the ancient accounts, usually when you seek revenge, weird things happen. Like you have sex with your mother, and <laughs> your brother like stabs you in the head on top of a volcano and casts you into the river Styx. <laughs> you know, so that's it's the thing. You know, it's it's the thing. Also, too, it's not the same thing. It's not a one to one, but it's kind of connected with like the Charles Booker thing. And I don't want to be hard on Charles. I like Charles, and you know, I. You know, I, I wish all the best for him. But like me and Terrence were talking yesterday, he could have easily fox trotted into John Yarmouth's empty seat, been in Congress, been part of the squad, and really contributed. But there's a certain level of hubris that kicks in that like you wanted to be the one that vanquished the you know Mitch McConnell or Rand Paul yeah. or whatever, 
And you end yeah. up fucking us all when you sort of insert, you know, your ego into that a little bit. You know yeah. what I mean? And I and I think it's yeah. an easy mistake to make because I think all human beings do it. But like, damn, money left on the table for sure. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, you got a point, man. Because I was thinking about Beto. Somebody was saying that, like, or even Stacy, like, you know, why not just run for a congressional seat? You know what I mean? Like, why do you feel like you got to be like the first black woman governor in the South, which is a dope accomplishment, but. I don't know, man. It feels like you're feeding into hubris at the detriment of, like, I don't know, actually helping people. But then these guys, these people are fucking losers, right? So they were never destined to win anyway. They have no honor, you know? Yeah. <laughs> they have no honor. It's Well, it's weird. It's like, um, in the case of Stacey Abrams, I think she kind of got high on her own supply a little bit with everybody saying that she was the reason Biden won in 2020. You remember yeah. that was yeah, the narrative. She got she got yeah. gassed up a little bit on her her fair she fight was, organization. Yeah, she was our lady of the blue wave. You know, You're right, yeah. right. And then in Beto's case, Beto got too much pussy. He is too he has too much swag, yeah. and and people the world in Texas will never understand a man like that. <laughs> <laughs> He's sitting on tables all swagged up, standing yeah. on tables. They won't even they can't even conceptualize. Yeah, as someone born in Texas, in the most swagless state. You know, you could just tell when you saw that video of him dancing. Like, my man has too much swag. They don't know what to do with it. That's, that's, he was born in the wrong time, for sure. Uh, they would have wrote sonnets and erected statues to a man like that in yesteryear. But, unfortunately, we just get cussing Beto, you know? Yeah, yeah. I'm just tired of this losing energy, man. It's just like, why do you keep putting people that, like, have, especially in the South, man, you know, especially in the South, you like you put these people who are basically running as Republican lights in a region of the country where people would rather just vote for Republicans, you know? Well, and they keep doing it over and over again. <clears throat> yeah, there was like a, a, t- a story in the New York Times about. So the the thing going into this election, there were like three main issues going into this election that everyone honed in on. It was pussy money weed. It was pussy yeah. money weed. <laughs> the three big issues. <laughs> I have a one issue voter, and that yeah. is all one issue. Yeah, yeah I have a PMW. Right. Voter. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, there are different partisans for each camp, and that, you know, Birdman, Lil Wayne, they were money over bitches. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then. Until Lil Wayne betrayed it and became the pussy monster. Right. <laughs> struck out on his own, you know. If the, the little bird never learns to fly, he'll never leave the nest, yeah. et cetera. But, uh, yes, yeah, you're right. It, it, so it's crime, abortion, and inflation. Those are the three. And so all the articles leading up to this week... I mean, the, back in the summer, there were some that was like, abortion is going to, you know, the ban on uh, overturning Roe will play into the Democrats' favor. And then as the fall wo- wore on, people said, okay, inflation will actually push all of that to the back burner of everyone's mind. They'll forget about the abortion issue. And then the sleeper uh, hit, though, was crime. That was the one crime. that, like, there were multiple articles. Actually, one of my favorites, there was an article in The Atlantic by one of The Atlantic's top dipshits. Like, you know, there's always, like... Single? Uh, no, not not single. There's, like, they have, like, a a whole fucking... A murderer's row. A murderer's row of dipshits. Like, like a pantheon of Yes, dipshits. they go out to, like, the horse barn. 
And they try, you know, like they're all lined up in their kennels. It's <laughs> 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 like Parthenon, <laughs> and it's just all statues of dipshits. <laughs> and when one moves on to, to the New Republic, they pull it down and put the statue of the new stuff. one up. Yeah. <laughs> but, um,. One of the underestimated, uh, in my opinion, like undervalued dipshits there is this guy named David Graham. And he has been fucking obsessed with crime all year. He's been obsessed with it. And he wrote an article yesterday morning that was like, crime will be the reason that the Democrats fail and underperform like it's, they're going to get slaughtered because they they you know did defund the police they entertained it too much crime is out of control blah blah blah. Well, that wasn't the case apparently because now it looks like these results are. It looks mixed. like the, the Democrats didn't really get slaughtered. It was yeah. they lost a hair bit of ground. It seems right. like it looks yeah. like Republicans rejected or voters rejected the whole crime narrative and the whole culture war shit that the right was pushing. It's not really that the Democrats campaigned and went on anything, but people were just like, yo, I don't want to hear about your war and wokeism, you know? I think, honestly, like <laughs> yeah, I think that that is part of it. Well, okay, I, we'll get into that in just a minute, but I just want to say that on the David Graham note, my man, like, Woke up this morning and obviously saw that that wasn't the case, that crime wasn't the case. So he had to, like, rush a piece out. Grab the nine millimeter from the bedside table. (laughs) (laughs) He had to go create some crime of his own. Hemingway his ass. (laughs) On the Hemingway his ass, blow his fucking top off. Robbed a Safeway last night. (laughs) (laughs) No, he, he, like, he, he, like, these, these Atlantic columnist put out an article a week right it's like once a week like very very rarely are they putting out uh one on back-to-back days on consecutive days but you know he probably felt pretty shit pretty embarrassed about his crime take yesterday because he rushed out one this morning about like americans are more divided than ever (laughs) something like that it's just like he 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 had to push it down the tl is what i'm saying you know you you have a bad tweet you're like oh okay i gotta tweet my way out of this i gotta make some good ones yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Just got to start retweeting a bunch of shit so people can't see it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. yeah. Uh, and uh, oh, shit, so, anyways, all of which is to say that I I don't really know. It's hard for me to diagnose what happened yesterday because a I'm not a voter. <laughs> <laughs> I said it. Heard that, folks? I didn't need that blood on my hands. <laughs> I renounced my American citizenship. I'm a world citizen now. Oh, I'm a citizen God. of the world now. Okay. Um, Get a global passport. Yeah. Sure. But B, I have no fucking idea what motivates people anymore. Like, this guy came by to fix the heater a few weeks ago, and I was talking to him, and I like to do this thing with people when I talk to them. I'm, I'm like the, you know, like you have like dowsing rods for finding water underneath yeah. earth. Like, I do that with ideology. I'm trying to find where this man's... <laughs> What belief system is that? <laughs> this man's working on your whatever it was, and you're just standing behind him with a talisman. And he turns around, he's like, can I help you? Putting it in his oh, ass No, no, crack. no, keep going, keep going. Yeah, yeah, keep yeah. Keep going, keep going. Yeah. Uh, and I was talking to him, and, and he was like... <laughs> poking his ass crack with a, with a dowson. Right, right. Dip that shit in it. Like a thermometer, take the temperature. Sexually take, harassing take him. Yeah. yeah. It's like I was talking to him and he, you know, because like I, I'm an expert at this. I, I guide people in in the direction of issues that I know is going to get them animated and worked up. And so yeah, I was yeah. like, you're a troll. 
yes, basically. Like troll. Yeah. Um, and so I, I was talking to him, and I and uh, and and he was talking about like electric uh, inflation. That's what it was. It, it started with mm. it started about like the price because he was like, I'm gonna have to pay you this because mm. things have gone up. And I was like, Oh yeah, it seems like a lot of things are going up right now, huh? Inflation's a big deal. So I'm like leading him along with this, and he's like, "Yeah, well, you know." And then, and obviously, that's the, the, the like the floodgates open, right? Yeah, because yeah, he starts yeah. talking about, he's like, <laughs> "What Terrence didn't know is he unwittingly added about two hundred dollars to the service bill." That, that, <laughs> he was like, "Oh, you agree with inflation, right? Okay, so you understand. So you understand when this bill's going to come out to about nine hundred instead of four hundred, huh?" <laughs> um. And he was like, he starts going in on like he's like the the environment's being poisoned. There's all this stuff in in the water and the food. And he was like, in your generation, he's like your generation has it worse than my generation. He's like everything, it, like it just keeps getting worse for every successive generation. And I'm like, go on, go on, go on, brother. Because I know this isn't going where I think it's going. He well, oh, what you don't understand is he was doing the same thing to you. <laughs> In you're reverse. Right, you're right. He was like, okay, I'm going to ingratiate myself to this young liberal by me, saying that, yeah, being sympathetic to the, the plight of his generation. Uh-huh. And so, and, so, and so he's like, and you know why that is? And I was like, yes, we finally. <laughs> yes. We Tell finally. me the bad shit, unhid shit. I'm ready. Yeah, he's like, the Kyoto Protocols. <laughs> The world Ter- Terrence's Terrence's dousing rod just goes limp. Uh, so yeah, for him it was like there's a global EPA and they're punishing people for burning coal. You know, just like boilerplate yeah. stuff. But anyways, all of which is to say that like he had this like set of observations that was correct. And then the explanatory model is uh, completely incoherent, right? And yeah. abstract, honestly. Like he put the blame at like a global level at these forces that neither none of us have any control over whatsoever. Yeah. All of which is to say that I have no fucking clue what motivates the average yes. American voter. You know what I'm saying? Like it is all, yes. it is constantly a calculation or triangulation between. Oh, uh, let me give you another example. There's this woman I work with at the library sometimes. Every time I talk to her, she she's a, you know socially liberal. She's a, she um, is anti-racist, supports like LGBT mm. stuff. You know, was like a Bernie guy. She was like uh, she was like a Bernie voter in 2020. Mm. She was like, yeah, Bo- Bernie was my favorite, but um, I I was probably gonna be for Bernie or Bloomberg. And I was like, okay. What? And then she was like, but my my number one choice was Mayor Pete. <laughs> I was like, what, what the fuck? And I that think- That is the most incoherent <laughs> shit. Ever. That's all over the board, man. I think the thing is, is a lot of people, we, we don't really consider it this way because like we're ideologues, right? Like we don't really take mm. this into consideration. We're not really pragmatists. A lot of people we're take- partisans. We're partisans. We're partisans. A lot of people, mm. they have this kind of thing in the back of their mind that like, can the candidate win? Is it realistic mm. that they will win? Because if I'm going to invest any bit of- what, I mean, and obviously, like to us, Mayor Pete would never win. But like with a person's that, own, that's a notion I still stand by. <laughs> you think he could win? You think? Well, he could take the it? day that he does is the day that I say, <laughs> "All right, boys, I'm done. 
I'm don't pecked. walking into the seat. Don't call it me up, next bro. week. <laughs> I'll be just yeah. walking into the seat. Yeah, like just <laughs> just sitting on a cliff in big service and shit. That's right. Just <laughs> contemplating my life. <laughs> just <laughs> it, like contemplating my life cross legged. This man can't make the trains run on time, but he's gonna fix our democracy. Okay. Uh, anyways, all of which is to say that like there's a complex sort of calculation that it, it goes into all this stuff. And so if the takeaway from this election is that it was explicitly around abortion and that being overturned, mm. that's very interesting. I mean, because I would have thought personally that inflation would have been the biggest one. Like, I know mm. crime motivates a lot of people, but um, but I, I do think that the people that it aggravates the most are liberals. I mean, I know mm. that conservatives care very much about it and they talk about it all the time but that's already baked into their you know candidates like they already you know expect their own candidates to do something about that Ah. um whereas like liberals think that they can shape it in some way that yeah yeah redounds to the were you were you surprised and i don't know how it shook out in georgia did y'all have the same ballot measure in georgia with with the abortion no we didn't we didn't actually have it done on the ballot how did y'all have it on the ballot yeah, yeah we did. that yeah. was our yeah. thing. So I was interested to see exactly how much, like, I saw so many, and of course I live in in sort of a place with a lot of liberals, but I was interested in how there wasn't really the big offensive with vote yes on one and two that the liberals put up with vote no on one and two. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think that's interesting, because I would have thought that was... Which there's a number of, I guess, different conclusions you can derive from that. Maybe they want to make that a political football again, a sort of a hedge in case the red wave didn't come or whatever. Uh, you know, just double down on the culture war thing. But I, I was really shocked. And this, and I am a man that now listens to a lot of conservative talk radios. <laughs> that it just wasn't the same level of campaigning for what yeah. it seemed like to be like, you know, for all the bluster about they're going to like mop up. Yeah, I figured that. I, honest to God, when I went to the polls, I was like, "This is going to be dark because there's no way in hell this is going to." You're we're, right. We're going to win on this one. Yeah, and we did. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I was? You know, I was thinking about man's like, and I said this when I was on the when I was on the stream last night um, with Means TV. But I was like, I've been thinking about it all day, like how Georgia, like you had Herschel Warnock, you had Herschel Warnock, you had um, you had people that voted for. Herschel Walker, sorry, I always say Herschel Warnock, man. Like I put these two That's what we need. Together, we need a dog. power sharing like, agreement. <laughs> One has CTE, like... the other uh, is saved by the grace of Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, we need them both to step into that poor, uh, that transporter from the Fly movie. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying yeah, they yeah. both they yeah. both come out. Yeah, they meld. <laughs> they both. But like people voted for, so you had like uh, Walker voters and Kemp vo- uh, Warnock voters, sorry, and Kemp voters, right? Uh huh. And that seems like contradictory, and I mean it is, but I realize like in Georgia, and it seems like one of the driving forces in American politics, one of the biggest contradictions is respectability versus reaction. You know what I mean? So it's like Herschel Walker was too grotesque and too much associated with Trumpism, right, for, um, I guess, well-to-do conservatives down here who don't want to believe that they're reactionaries or that they're racist or X, Y, and Z, right? But, like, Kemp is kind of the conservative, even though his policies are, like, the same neo-Confederate bullshit. He at least 
presents it in a package that's more palatable, I guess. Well, he fought just Trump, like, didn't he? Didn't him and Trump he, beef over the ba- ballot counts? Kind of, kind of. The same thing with the Secretary of State down here. Because um, didn't um, the like, yeah the Georgia Secretary of State stepped in and said no, the election was not stolen and verified it. Yeah. After and like won. didn't Trump call them personally yeah. and try to pressure them into not verifying the yeah threatened the motherfucker bro he threatened him dog and like that guy won and I think it's because like conservatives want to like I don't I don't know man I guess they see this change coming and this win coming and like they might support these reactionary policies but it has to be presented in such a way but they have no problem voting for somebody like Brian Kemp you know what I mean yeah. they have no problem voting for somebody like Brian Kemp but apparently Walker is a little bit too much so I don't know man it's like this it, it's contradictory but I guess it makes sense you know I guess it makes sense for these people where they think that Kemp is doing his job, but Herschel Walker is a little bit too nutty for them, you know? Maybe. And it, it fits in these people's minds, man. Yeah. Maybe it's as simple as Trumpism is not ascendant and bog standard conservatism is like back and maybe as popular as it's been since the Bush era. This know? is something I've been yeah. wondering about. It is entirely possible be- because people were expecting the red wave or whatever. They're expecting mm. Republicans to just blow them out of the water. It is interesting that they didn't, and it does make me wonder if January 6th was maybe like the last dying gasp of a certain strain Mm. of conservative politics, just in the sense that like, if you look at crime, I kind of wonder if liberals think that January 6th was an example of the Democratic Party actually taking crime seriously in the sense that like we talked about before january 6 allowed them to kind of resolve some of those contradictions within their demographic in the sense that like well look these these people attacked cops they beat the shit out of them and we're taking this seriously and they were kind of able to adopt some like pro cop uh platforms and and uh that's what tim ryan platforms. did and he still lost yeah. Well, we got to talk about that True. shit too. True. That's, that's we're contractually obligated, I guess. But <laughs> the network, <laughs> the, the network says yes. If JD Vance is in the news, you must comment on it. So. Did y'all did y'all see that? I got to show y'all this picture, Brad. Did y'all see the picture? Y'all see the picture that was that was on the cable news, man. Yo, this is like <laughs> like, bro. Like he looks like an Ewok, yo. From fucking, <laughs> from fucking he. I, he God bless him. He is imbued. This motherfucker, bro. He is imbued. <laughs> you know, you know, like, uh, uh, you know, something everybody says in the Appalachian movement is he's not really a hillbilly. He's not this and that. One look at that man, you can tell he's imbued with the worst Breathitt County DNA you've ever seen. <laughs> and I say that as a man, too, imbued with that very undesirable uh, Scotch-Irish DNA. Uh-huh. No, nah, he's, he's, the, he's the real deal, at least genetically. <laughs> I, I didn't... I refrain from making any predictions, I think, as far as I recall, anyways. I don't remember making any... Major predictions. I, I, that's the one race. There's two races, actually. Rand Paul and Charles Booker. I already, I already knew how that one was going to turn out. But <laughs> J.D. Yeah, Vance and Paul Ryan, I was pretty sure J.D. was going to win. I was not expecting him to win by the margin that he did. Like, Wait, he won by a big margin? Yeah, like it was pretty significant. I don't know if it was double digits, but it was close to Why? it. Why? 
how? That's like, thing, that's like, what I don't understand. I I, like, I thought that it would kind of be like a Matt Bevin, Herschel Walker thing, where like the candidate yeah. themselves is so unlikable and toxic. Yes, that they that they that they managed to cancel out all of the potentially great things that they would be bringing to the conservative table, like culture war, and yeah. anti-trans, yeah. and all that shit they're obsessed about. But mm. no, apparently they they fuck with JD in Ohio. So, and wait, so like he just won outright, so he's now the new senator. There's no like runoff, there's nothing like that, right? No, no he dusted Tim Ryan. God yeah. damn, son. God, but, dog, can you imagine this motherfucker in the Senate, man? Well, now what's crazy is now you see a path to J.D. Vance, president of the United States now. <laughs> Yo, don't utter the name. Well, I mean, who what else? Time is it? What, date is it? what time and date is it? Let's note this shit down who right else, now. Who else is like, I mean, I know right now it's like DeSantis is bubbling, right? The God yeah. Trump is, I had Baz hate to say it, he's lost a step with Ron Sanctum. Ron DeSanctimonious was. He's, nah, nah, he's workshopping it, bro. He's he, workshopping he, it. He Give did have a fucking... <laughs> heater yesterday though is he back he, yeah it was hilarious he had a he had a quote that was like if the republicans do bad it's not my fault if they do it's good my it is my fault oh yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah it is it is my fault <laughs> yeah. that's fucking great yeah it's perfect i think i should get all the credit if they do poorly i don't think i deserve any of the blame <laughs> like, and he said that shit with a straight ass face yeah. i love it okay uh, so i may okay so he is back I mean, I, I th- so he's gonna die in the next. <laughs> in the next, if he wins this next term, he will not live out the rest. No, of the time. he's fucking. He's close. The king is close to his deathbed, and not, so, not earlier than Joe Biden, though. I, I don't know. It's a race. You're right. I don't. You I don't know, know the first X Men movie where like the I think it's the governor, or the senator, or whatever, and he like, like. Turns into like turns into gush. gush, gush turns yeah. into like that's, mushy. I anticipate <laughs> that's what's going to happen to Trump. <laughs> He'll just collapse into a blob. That's yeah. I, that scene always scares me. That's one of my greatest fears. When he dies, they'll have to mop him up. I know. That's one of my great, <laughs> one of my greatest fears is dying like that, <laughs> having to be mopped up, into a be mopped. <laughs> just, just listen. Everybody dies. But try not to die gelatinously. <laughs> Yeah. To scoop your ass into yeah, the like if, into if the drain. someone is having yeah. to wring out a mop of me, that's no good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there, oh, but oh, so there could be. I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's premature. I don't know. I don't fucking mm. have a clue because I don't have a finger on the pulse whatsoever. I've completely given up. I don't give a fuck anymore. It, but I do. There are a few interesting, like you know, details from this. One of which is what we were talking about already, that crime wasn't as big a factor as they thought it would be. Mm. Um, and that perhaps the liberals were able to peel off some conservative voters with their own appeals to crime and respectability. That Well, were, you would think that would... I mean, what about the J.D. Vance-Tim Ryan race? Because like, J.D. Vance just like ran on like all the crime tropes right. and stuff like that. Yeah, and, and Tim, Ryan, Tim Ryan spoke out against... like At the debate, he got clapped, I think, for saying that, like, okay, like, I understand your politics, but what happened that day is fucked up. Like, a police officer died, and people clapped for it. So I thought that... You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. <clears throat> well, then, I guess if that's not true, then it could be... Like what? Well, I guess it's fuck me then. <laughs> <laughs> let, let, let me let me give you another detail though. This is interesting. I thought, and this is a lot, what a lot of pundits were saying. This is what they've been saying for fucking two years, is that 
Republicans from here on out are not going to accept any election election results. Did I say erection results? Yeah, erection <laughs> results. We we went back to the speedos. Yeah, erection results. Thanks, what you said. That they're not going to accept any election results from here on out. But how many conservatives have you seen? Um, none. Like five, none. They've all basically none. conceded if they, they haven't lost. been poll watching. Also, I didn't see any. All right, so this was the midterms. But yo, the way that and you know what. I'm going to hold my tongue. Maybe she'll hold my tongue because who knows, maybe two years from now when the presidential election, right. like, I know a year and it, a half, it we could can be, see like, yeah. you know, yeah, motherfuckers with guns and shit, but dog, like it was relatively smooth in Atlanta. It was pretty chill. And that's what I was thinking about. Like you were saying, Terrence, like even pollsters, right? Like, cause I saw a lot of people online doing like, you know, oh, this is what's going to happen. I'm like, dog, like that's like reading into the tea leaves, man. That's like being ancient man and looking up at the cosmos and trying to figure out something about life. Yeah, you know visiting I mean? yeah, the like, oracle at Delphi for huffing <laughs> the gas, the sulfurous yeah. gases. Exactly. And it's like, dog, I have, like, I could not have expected that Herschel Walker was going to come this close and make it to a runoff. I didn't think that J.D. Vance was going to fucking win. I didn't even think that, and I pretty much thought that John Fetterman was going to get it probably. But I guess my point is that, like, I've stopped uh, prognosticating too because none of this shit to me I can't just read the tea leaves, right? But I don't know, man. Like somehow, like I—I I mean, I don't know what I'm saying, man. How do you how do you move forward in this kind of realm? I mean, not for me personally, because I mean, I guess I don't really give a fuck. But like for the Democrats, right? For liberals, right? Even for conservatives. I mean, I guess the conservatives might just double down. They'll probably circle back to the culture war. <laughs> well, I think, and this is something I've heard people like, um, what's the guy that wrote Reactionary Mind, Robin, Corey, uh, Corey Robin. Corey Robin. Other people have made this point, too, is it's not original observation, but I think that probably we could chalk up some of that to the idea that, like, Republicans are so fucking, how do I put this, um, they're the least popular people that manage to constantly stay in power, and they do that by, you know, their abilities to forecast and sort of sort of change with the wind, right? In a way that the Democrats don't do. That's I think that's why uh, when we're talking about like a democratic project, not in the, not in the sense that we would talk about it, but as it, like the Democratic Party like sort a big of the Democratic Right, Party. right, right. Mm-hmm. It's something that you have to look at over a period of time whereas the Republicans can kind of get back in it fairly quickly, mostly yeah. because they don't believe in anything. But part of it is just like the you know the um uh the alex perrine thing with mitch mcconnell is like mitch mcconnell's politics are simple he's just like where's the money at okay that's what i believe now i'm a i'm a reagan republican well now i'm a bush person well now i'm moderate well now i'm this now i'm gonna be a trump strategy basically yeah yeah yeah. just whichever way the wind's blowing you just you know just reorient your your sort of politics and worldview and how you move in washington to that and that sort of curbs the need to like have like a 10 15 year rebuilding project some of the democrats right. i guess i don't know if it would be necessarily good on our side but like yeah yeah it would have been because like if the democrats would have just like kowtowed to the bernie movement you know what I mean? Like, they would have mm-hmm. been so much better off because that would be... I mean, we saw that last night, kind of, with the ballot initiatives, right? Progressive ballot initiatives, not candidates. Progressive ballot initiatives, like, did better, you know what I'm saying, like, than even the electoral gains that Democrats made, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if it's possible that Republicans kind of made a tactical retreat, in a sense, because they did not... You're right. 
They did not. That was at not all. very articulate, but you, I get, mm. yeah. you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I understand. Mm. You're right. What you said earlier, they they did not campaign on that ballot initiative on abortion in Kentucky. I saw a few signs here and there, but, but you saw mm. way more vote no on too. Yeah, than that by yeah. a factor of ten everywhere. Yeah. So like, I don't. Maybe they saw it like that victory over the summer as a win. Obviously, it was for them. But they were careful about overplaying their hand, so maybe it's kind of a tactical retreat. I don't fucking know. Oh, it yeah. just well, well, Tom, you brought up the uh, reactionary mind thing, and like I was telling, telling somebody earlier, like, like reactionaries, like they're very, like you were saying, they're very adaptable, right? Yeah. So any sort of nominal, um, like progressive social movement progress, like they always can reinvent themselves and react against it. But actually, I think that's because. I think they do have conviction, even though they believe in heinous shit. I think they do have, if not conviction in their beliefs, conviction in power and exercising power. Yeah, yeah, totally. Whereas the, whereas the Democrats, it's kind of like, like, like I said, man, they didn't really campaign on anything. Like, I think of the Stacey Abrams, right? Or even like, all right, Warnock did a better job, I guess, because he actually campaigned on things. But it felt like more for... No, I'm not going to lie. He did campaign for things because it didn't really feel like the usual Democratic, like, oh, well, vote vote against this, right, rather than voting yeah. for them, you know? Uh-huh. But generally, the Democratic MO is like, especially when they appeal to, like, black communities, marginalized people, it's like, oh, are you going to vote for the Republicans? You know, they're not, we're not them, you know? Right. So you have no choice. And it felt like, yeah, man, maybe conservative voters, voters just were tired of the whole culture war thing, too, man, which is like... Not to say that, you know, these this is just a cultural issue. This affects people's material lives. But somebody had a tweet that says some shit like um, like Matt Wall saying, what is a man? And a voter saying, I don't really care. Aren't you supposed to be doing politics? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah well, yeah. I think that Republicans or I should say conservatives all across the board, because that's a very wide spectrum of a, a lot of different con- contradictory factions and beliefs. They are way more comfortable in a sense well, it seems like, especially in the last five years, they're way more comfortable with extra electoral action and means. Like, they're not afraid to sit out an election or two if it means eventually getting what they want because they still firebomb abortion clinics. They fucking do these doxing campaigns and run people out. They got their foot soldiers. They deputize people, dog. The Democrats don't. Yo, that's what I realized. The Democrats can't deputize people. Well, you're right. They deputize and they terrorize. They they are able to like everyone throws around this term like stochastic terror, but there is a Mm -hmm. truth to that in the sense that they're able to spread this kind of ambient terror throughout the population on these issues. In a, in a way that does allow them to be a little more agile when it comes to this stuff. And re- progressives just don't have that. It, mostly because on the left, on all fucking broad, you know, even to the most like communist left, anarchist left or whatever, there is still this moral duty to have to participate in the electoral process in mm-hmm. some way. And yeah, I we think, all cool face it, but right? Yeah. But and I think that yeah, like, creates. Motherfucker, I don't vote exactly. Take my ass up to the polls, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've been saying for years I'm done, and every year they pull me right back in. Well, I said I, that this did, year, bro. I didn't vote, um, but I think <laughs> you that, did the right thing, Terrence. I think that creates like an unrigidity, like or it recreates a rigidity that's hard to break out of. And you saw this with stuff like the Charles Booker thing, where yeah. it's like. There's no strategy here. There was no input or cooperative, like, um, like uh, large scale saying that, like, 
this may not be the best use for our resources. Perhaps these resources... And you see this with Stacey Abrams and Beto. All this fucking money goes into these campaigns that there's no strategy, overall strategy towards. It's just... Mm -hmm. You feel like you're beholden to them. There is a rigidness, a rigidity that you have to sort of uh, tack to because mm -hmm. there's a feeling that there's no way to coordinate any other alternative or extra electoral thing. And and you could rebut that and say, but Terrence, there's unions and there's direct action and all this stuff. But does yeah, that have the that's... same overall effect as someone like firebombing no. buildings and, and assassinating no. people and stuff? Like I, I don't think so. I mean, unless we're prepared to step up, step up tactics. But when I say we, again, there's no, no who's, consensus who's on what liberals? that is. Right. That's like, the thing like, about like blue MAGA liberals. Well, that's the thing about terrorism. Terrorism is just a kind of force that by its very nature, by participating in it, does, it doesn't need any kind of like democratic process. It's just yeah, like yeah. violent, go just create violence and chaos. Yeah. Right. It's, it's like that. It, 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 it lends itself well to their, over like long-term project project yo let me give you an example too yo i found this out yesterday um i was looking shit up so s bill sb202 that was the uh the anti-voter bill laws what they called it in georgia that brian kemp signed last year march one of the things that is that uh, uh any voter can um can present unlimited challenges to any other voter right on like so that they find that it's suspicious or fraudulent and whatever and what essentially happened is that like you had voters like GOP voters that were challenging like the votes up to like 130,000 votes of like mostly black and brown people, like exclusively black and brown people. Right. Right. And that sort of deputization of illiberal politics. But like this passed through the state legislature and he signed it. I mean, it doesn't mean it was democratic, of course, but like they use these legitimate means for illegitimate ends and then they inspire and, I mean, like I said, deputize these vigilantes to go out and carry that shit by themselves. And I guess when you think about the institutions and the structure of this country, I mean, they just want to make it more of what it already is. Like, these institutions are already kind of built in for anti-democratic purposes. But there's nothing really like that on the left, right? No. Like, I'm not saying that we need to play by the rules, but, like... No, no, no. I, I mean, these motherfuckers are playing by the, the rules, but The reason why is because we all think we've all been completely saturated with this idea for the last five years that democracy is dying and so mm -hmm. there is a hesitancy and it's real and i understand it and i myself even feel this way sometimes there's a hesitancy to put pressure on those pressure points on those like cracks in the facade that does not exist on the right the right is totally fine with that it's like that's no qualms about it. it's like that story we talked about a few weeks ago right after the flood where uh right-wingers were Getting there, like you said, Aaron, they were deputizing people to flood local. Uh, was it like a what's Winston Mead do? Like, like clerk's County office, clerk's like clerk's office. offices on voter rolls, like exactly what you're saying. Basically, mm -hmm. getting them to release all their voter rolls over the past and results over the past like five years so that these vigilantes can basically cause the sort of wills of administrative tasks to, to jam, to get jammed up, right? Yeah. Right. And and then and because they have no qualms with it, they see th all of those institutions as structures as illegitimate, and um, honestly, there's a hindrance to their power. Right, yeah. right. And and, and yeah. I don't think that there's any force on the left that's willing to harness that. And honestly, I don't even know if that energy is there to be harnessed. I mean, I don't know if Maybe. any of us are willing to be deputized 
So like go out I there mean, and grind these things to a, a halt because uh-huh. A, would it be effective? B, would it engender sort uh, re- support for us within our communities? It might actually isolate. There's no fucking yeah. way to know. Yeah. Well, dog, like that's why like, I guess, man, I hate the term authoritarian communism. You know what I mean? I'm like, I don't, I don't I'm not like a Stalinist or anything. And I hate like, I hate these ideas, but you know what, man? I am thinking about it. I'm like, maybe like that kind of hard power on the left. Like maybe that was the last time that kind of actually existed. And maybe in countries like China now, but it's like, you can't really have any model like that in this country for the American left. You know what I mean? Like, what are you going to do? You're going to inspire masses of working people to march up to the Capitol. You know what I'm saying? And depose these motherfuckers like that. All that sort of ideology or that, I guess that inclination I don't even say to just violence, man, because violence is not an opinion, really. It's just a tool, right? It just seems like liberals and even us on the left are unable to deal with that. And I'm not saying that we should, you know, we should, uh, uh, we should uh, praise the ghost of uh, Comrade Stalin. But I mean, like, I don't know, man. Like, I, how does the left contend with power in such a way that, I mean, we don't, we don't like abandon our values, but we're also willing to use and exercise power. I mean, maybe we're also just not there yet, right? Like, I don't even know what I'm saying because we're not there yet. The right seems to be there as a sort of I don't know, quasi-revolutionary movement, but I don't know, man. I don't even know what I'm saying because I don't want to. I don't want to make it sound like yeah, we need to be storming the Capitol and we need to be well, kidnapping governors from states and shit. You know, we're in a situation of extreme decay, and I think that yeah. terrorism is very conducive to advancing one side's agenda in that situation, and the mm. left doesn't mm. have a way to harness uh, any change for intervening in that decay i i don't know what it would be i don't i personally i'm convinced it's not voting there are some things like valid initiatives and um sure maybe maybe like a couple da races here and there just because i think like i said before it exposes the contradictions and stuff but Mm. i don't think it's that that i mean could it be uh at the workplace could be i mean i i don't know but at at the Mm point being is that we're in a, a situation of decay and i don't know uh what the correct actions would be to harness mm. any kind of uh, movement to um i mean because you don't want to halt the decay because like ev- this has to go right like you need an overhaul but at the same time you don't want to push it in a direction to where when it finally falls the people that can take advantage of that are these fucking crazy lunatics who want to kill everybody and so you you don't want to be accelerationist in that in that sense right yeah we're in a rock we're Uh, between a rock and a hard place it's well not to just abruptly switch gears here what did y'all think about those ballot initiative like initiatives in some southern states like to it take slavery out of the state constitutions i know tennessee was one of them i think maybe a few others like maybe there's like four or five tennessee and what else louisiana might have been. I think, I, yeah, I thought it was. It's like definitely Arkansas, Tennessee. Yeah. yeah, I think maybe Arkansas. Missouri, yeah. Arkansas. Maybe, yeah. yeah. What What do you think That's, that was about? Symbolically, I guess, and substantively too. Damn, man, yo, that's a good question because, like, I remember seeing online last night, like, you the the graphic. I don't know if y'all saw it's the most insane graphic I've ever seen. You decided slavery banned. <laughs> and it's just like, everybody's like, yeah, I thought we, I thought the the science was in on that in the eighteen hundreds. But okay. did it? Yeah, did it? Lincoln say that or Jerry first eighteen sixty three dog? Like, I'm pretty sure that's what yeah. he said. I mean, well, like, we know slavery is kind of you know, like you every once in a while yeah. you hear a story about like a ultra wealthy wasp couple <laughs> that have like a Filipino housemaid. That, <laughs> 
You know what I mean? Or, or the Clintons. Yeah. Or yeah. like the Clintons and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh. Yo, dog, I don't know, man. That's a good question because, like, I felt it was really, uh, what's the word for it? Anachronistic, like, out of time to be seeing these headlines about banning slavery. And I'm like, dog, it's the year 2022. But, like, somebody was trying to say that, like, it was, uh, it was one of these states becoming a right to, it was basically like a right to work thing, you know? Yeah. Like that was the implicit the implication, but like I mean, I don't know. Oh, man. interesting. Maybe says, so like the uh, initiative mm-hmm. was more like sort of sold as a right to work thing? Yeah, I think it was sold as a right to work thing, which is like Interesting. But I don't know, man. To me it just said that, oh, so that means some of y'all just really I mean, not that you ever want to be in a position where you are literally like a slave, like you know, a prison worker, but that just means that like American politics like is about inflicting damage and as much pain as possible on whoever you perceive as an enemy. Yeah. So even if it means that people in jail who have fucking never done anything to you, like, yeah, those people shouldn't be able... You know what I'm saying? It's just like... And then it was... Actually, there was a ballot initiative here in Georgia on the flip side that is just insane to me this was initiative. It said some shit like, if elected officials, like all these different positions, are being investigated, should they still receive compensation from the state while they're under investigation? And I was like, dog, the fact that you got to even ask that question, bro. Like, who is sitting... <laughs> Who is, who is sitting there voting, like, licking the boot, voting, like, actually, yeah, I think they should do saying, listen, am I under indictment? Sure, but I don't deserve to have my income cut off. <laughs> a lot of you that, know, people there be like, you know what, actually, I don't think am I Have I engaged in malfeasance in public office? Sure, but I got mouths to feed. Okay. <laughs> a lot of those amendments are worded so confusingly that, like, I, I can't even keep up with them. So it's entirely possible that in Kentucky... People saw an an amendment proposition that said abortion, and they were like, "No, and they hell were, no, I don't, don't know, yeah. I don't support abortion." And that's bro, why, <laughs> bro. I'm not gonna lie, yo. When they, I, you know, they got the Dominion machines here. Like, I'm just trying to get the fuck out of that voting place. I almost voted for Herschel Walker, bro, because I just saw war. I saw a W A, and I was like, "All right, boom." Yeah, that's my man, Herschel Warnock, right there. Much wanted for my man. And, and it could have also been that way for slavery too. For the uh, yeah, that's true. You're like people are like, no, I don't want. It's what it is. Is it's like white people who are afraid. Remember how after Obama got elected, they were like, white people are going to be enslaved now. <laughs> yeah, it's like white conservatives. They were getting out ahead of it. They were like, oh, oh shit, if that ever happens, we have to make sure there's laws on the books. We can't be enslaved. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, like I've always said, <laughs> I swear to God, like it's a perennial fear that like like black people are gonna do to them what uh-huh. they did to us, and I'm like, nah, bro, I'm not gonna enslave you, dog. It's fine. Listen, that is, uh, we 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 joke, we jest for sure, but I really think that that among other neuroses is <laughs> is at the heart of a lot of <laughs> of white politics. If, it if, really is. Bro. If that's true, that the ballot initiatives across the board trended towards more left-leading causes Mm. and it it is interesting that in kentucky you know you had every election basically across the board come up conservative but Mm. on that initiative on that initiative like it still swung towards like a left position it does in my opinion just looking at it it does indicate that people have all across the board basically acknowledge that figureheads people as like avatars or vehicles for change are just not going to cut it which yeah. yeah i don't know if i agree with that or disagree like i think you have to have leadership and you have to have all this other stuff but like in today's modern society 
where you can have celebrity with your phone and like your your persona is mediated between you and the public by this these large tech companies and social media stuff like i think that most people have written that off as like an avenue towards change and and you see it just in the popularity of congress you know what i mean like they do these polls about how popular congress is and they're all nobody fucking there there is like overwhelming majority of people fucking hate congress yeah man you know what that's a good point man and i guess like i mean to be a little bit optimistic i mean i guess i don't know if it's that people are tired of conservative bullshit i don't really believe that i don't think that the culture war is going away anytime soon like these motherfuckers like are going to find a way to reinvent it that's the same thing that Corey robbins talks about in um, that book reactionary mind but i do think like i mean people care about like the economy, man. They care about inflation. They care about access. Even if, like, you don't agree with abortion, you care about, like, hey, man, what if somebody, like, you know, gets raped and do you don't want to have to have the forced to have a child they don't want to have? This is not my personal position, but I don't agree with this, you know? So I don't know if that's so much an embracing, like, embracing left-wing ideas as much as it is, like, people are desperate and in ballot measures and initiatives. Like, I mean, I don't know, man. Maybe they see, like, some democracy actually at work despite the horse race, maybe I'm putting too much into it, but like, I found that interesting, man. Like a lot of these, like abortion, for example, like these ballot initiatives did a lot better than candidates campaigning for these policies. Right. You know what I mean? Right. It's, it's, it was weird, man. Right. Mm. Very interesting. Uh, well, I don't know. One thing we can say for sure is like, there was a lot of fucking, um, like, concern a lot of paranoia that elon musk taking over twitter and basically saying that people should vote for republicans because that would even out and we have to have a a government that's equally balanced and everything where they don't do shit so i could keep making money is basically what he's saying yeah yeah i it seems like that concern was kind of overblown no it seems like no one listens to elon musk is what i'm saying except like a very small cadre of diehards I Bro, I I know a lot of cheaper ways than spending forty four billion dollars if you wanted people to yell at you all day every day, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like like I don't understand it. He bought the website and everybody fucking hates him. Even the people that like him now are in his mentions being like, Oh, you didn't bring back all these conservative accounts. Uh-huh. I thought you said you were gonna do this. Well it's that like, um, and all these guys have put their life savings in Dogecoin and Tesla and both uh-huh. are in the toilet, so it's like they feel so betrayed by their God King, you know? Yeah. 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 But yeah. see, that's what we were talking about, man. It's like maybe uh you know, like maybe trying to read the tea leaves and trying to parse out meaning from all of these symbols that like we don't have either control over or don't don't make sense to us. Uh maybe that's not the way to go, man. Maybe uh, stop trying to be a pro- prognosticator or a pollster, you know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, some people got it right, but I didn't. But I didn't get it wrong either because I didn't weigh but yeah, in. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get it right because uh, I didn't care. If, you're, if you refuse to weigh in, you can never lose. That's you know? exactly right. <laughs> exactly, yo. Or you can even put your thumb shit. on the scale and be like, "See, I told you, guys." <laughs> be like you LeBron, be like you know. Be like LeBron. Be like, okay, I probably won't get called on this. But right. I told everybody <laughs> I was going to a runoff of Warnock and Walker. <laughs> I told well, all my teammates in Miami that, too. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yo, that's what you got to do. You got to tell other people so that they can come back uh-huh. and tell other people that you were right, you know? Right. Like, by word of mouth. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit, man. Um, yeah. We'll, well see what happens, man. Any final thoughts uh, before we call this one? Nah, just, uh, 
I don't know, man. Just uh, another another month in I, Georgia of this I, fucking election. I will I'm say looking it, forward to it. It's really funny to me that um, <laughs> Dems thought that they were going to, because I mean, like that's kind of the thing, right? People always say that a midterm in like a first term presidential administration usually swings towards the op- opposite party, mm-hmm. and so I think it's very funny to me that the Dems are still going to technically lose. But because they didn't get wiped out, it's like a victory. Yeah. It's a moral victory. <laughs> like, well, yes. I mean, that was the thing too. That was that was <laughs> about Charles's thing. It was like when he said, "I've already won." It was like eh, it's moral victory. Ain't gonna get it done. <laughs> it's not gonna cut it. <laughs> ain't gonna no, cut it. Ain't doing nothing for people suffering. You know what I mean? I right. mean, like it's the thing, man. I'll say this: is like I saw a lot of dancing in the end zone last night. You know, and again, I'm not gonna lie, yo. I had to reconcile with myself because I was salty. I was like, man, everybody in good mood and good spirits and shit like that. And I thought this was going to be the fucking, not the end of the Democratic Party, but this is going to be a blow. And I was like, damn, I got to reassess myself. But then I was like, nah, I feel vindicated because, and I don't mean to sound like an asshole, but dog, what did they say if we elected two senators from Georgia to the Senate? They said they was going to give us $2,000 checks. We got $1,400 checks. What did they say about Roe v. Wade? What did they say about this and that? So at the end of the day... I feel vindicated to know that this party is full of shit. And I well, feel vindicated to not even put it about the vote scale because I already know what's going to happen. Dude, it's true. They are full of shit. It is entirely possible this is the end of the Republican Party, though, in its current form. I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't really believe that, but I do think that you can maybe make the argument just by looking at a few things. I do think that January 6th is a bigger factor in a lot of this than people want to admit because even, even if you were like a Trump person... Hmm. That probably freaked you out just a little bit, right? You were probably like, "Oh shit!" Oh yeah, I know. I was freaked out. I know. I, probably, maybe you freaked out. Not, me, not just know. because, like, you know, that's a very crazy symbolic thing to do, but also you're probably like looking through your Facebook post over the last like three or four years, like, did I say anything <laughs> that's gonna get the FBI at my front door? Yeah, yeah. And they don't want to. They don't want to fuck with that. So I mean, nah, nah, nah. I, it's just it. It could that event could have caused such a, you know. Uh, a sort of like insane, you know, psychosocial. You just logged on January sixth. It's going to be a very interesting day today. I feel like. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, all you got to do is like have lunch with your like you know your stepdaughter some shit like that that you haven't seen in a minute. She's coming home from college. Yeah. It's I mean, going to be a great day today. Yeah, and like FBI the FBI's like, okay. The FBI's not fucking around with any of those January sixth people. <laughs> that, so, guy, that guy that unwittingly went to January sixth. Who was well, he? Like, that guy that's just walked that up guy, in that, that Mullins guy. <laughs> oh yeah, he just kind of forced gumped his yeah. way into January. 6th. <laughs> <laughs> so if like you if you're looking at if you're like a Trump person, you're looking at that, you're gonna be like, oh man, are my politics illegal now? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you'd be like, I think I'm gonna lay low. Well, for a I think bit. that's what it is. If I had to if I had to do the Tom Sexton uh, election day scorecard, like I'm the Todd McShay, Mel Kiper Jr. of electoral <laughs> politics. I would say the two biggest losers are MAGA Trump Republicans and sort of the uh, Stacey Abrams, Beto O'Rourke, like Bernie's orphans that kind of spun off and became Bloomberg people like Beto, Stacey, uh, Charles to some degree, I guess, because Stacey was running his campaign or had a hand in his campaign Mm. uh, and some others. You know, I would say those two groups are the biggest Losers from yesterday and the little, uh, the little, they're like little polyps that grew off of Bernie's. Um, I don't fucking know his forearm. Well, you know, like they were they kind of came know? in under the banner of that, but then mm-hmm. like when Bernie lost, they all cut bait and was like, "Well, yeah. let's do Bloomberg now." Well, th- what exactly. it is, it's fascinating. 
those two candidates, Beto and Stacey Abrams, it's like they go for these, we said this earlier, they go for these massive flashy campaigns and offices without having done any of the requisite like groundwork in, in building up like a base for that at the state level that the Republicans have done. Like I'm talking about like state assemblies, like in the state houses and senates and shit like that. You can't just fucking parachute into, and I know they're from those states, but still like you can't just fucking get all this fucking money and just run those campaigns and think that history is on your side and that that and that we might get lucky this time. You're it's not like, an Obama, oh, bro. It's like you're that, exactly. You're Obama. not an Obama. It's like a that's a waste of fucking resources. B it's a fucking insult. Like and that's the thing that kills me about a lot of this stuff. That yeah. like you're expected to vote on certain things because there's like the lesser evil thing. And I'm not like I said, I'm not an across the board no voting or whatever. But when you come at me with lesser evil shit. I'm just going to think that you think I'm a fucking idiot. And I'm not and I've got like ODD, right? I'm not going to fucking do something if you're condescending to me and treating me like I'm a fucking idiot. Bro, so, I'm not going to do something. Yo, somebody was telling me yesterday like, "Oh, it's your duty to vote. Um it's you live in Georgia." And yo, that shit, I was about to go to the polls and that shit pissed me off. I was like, "Don't tell me what to do, motherfucker." If I don't want to vote, I'm not going to vote, but I was like, "Nah, let me go vote, bro." <laughs> but like like, <laughs> like but I just, guess it's like right, that. Like, y'all got good stickers with peach on it. Yeah, yeah that, those, those yeah, stickers are pretty tight. Those stickers are pretty tight. But yeah, no, for like a ballot initiative or something like that that I think would have a, a, a chance of fucking winning, then yeah. But like just yeah. doing these symbolic things just to like be on the right side of history or die on this hill or, you know, go out like the 300 Or because Spartans. you suspect you're going to lose by 20 points and you want to try to lose by nine. Yeah, nine. so it's like, I, yeah, what yeah, the yeah, fuck yeah. is the point of this? I got other shit I got to do. I'm, I'm not going to... Waste a yeah. minute of sleep over this, or put my face in a bowl of cold water. It's like kicking a yeah, meaningless yeah. field goal when you're down seventeen. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, and it also too, it just translates to a pity vote because I knew that Stacey Abrams was going to win, but she was on the ballot, so I was just like, well, I'm voting down ballot Democrat, might as well just vote for her. And uh, I don't know, man. That kind of like again, like what you said, Terrence. It's kind of offensive that these people think that they could come in here without doing any of the work and get all this money and like do the Obama thing, you know. But like, and that's what I guess it is too. Is Obama was was weird, but he was like a chameleon. Like he was like this void that you could fill anything, and you know you could see him as anything you wanted to see him as. You know, yeah. Stacey Abrams and Beto man, except uh, yeah. I mean, they don't have any of that in any capacity. Well, really. and there's no mechanism to punish them for their hubristic act. And the no. o- and the only mechanism you have to do that is to not vote for them. I yeah. mean that's it's it. Enough. And, and so they'll like, come back anyway. And they come back anyway. And they'll come back anyway. They'll come back anyway because you can make a lot of money. Doing right, that. right. So and, it, uh, it yeah. doesn't matter whether you do or don't vote for them. Just fucking kiss your ass and say goodbye because that's what's happening with this place. This place is fucking going down, baby. Who <laughs> yes, cares? Just get right with yourself. Get right with God. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. Get right with get your right neighbors. With right. Yeah, steal yourself for the day of judgment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Damn. Oh shit, man. Yeah, nah, damn. Well, to anyone that's uh, that's feeling good about the election results last night. Uh, well, nah, it, it's just crazy. And then the thing, and I don't, I don't mean to, again. I, I really like Charles Book, and I don't mean to keep harping on him. But like, I remember calling Terrence this summer. I heard a radio report that said that he had raised thirty-seven thousand dollars to Rand Paul's two point seven million. Jesus. At a certain point, when is it malpractice to like sell people on this false hope? Instead, it's like his 
people running his campaign was spending it like, oh, we didn't take a single dollar from the Democrats. And like that was like a, a point of pride. And I'm just like, so no, you take you're trying to win this election on their terms and in their game. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You not getting their support or any money. It's the same thing with that, like the Matt, Matt Jones shit, if we're going to harp on that. It was the same arc. He came on the show, if you remember, and he was like, I be, like I have a unique place in history to unseat Mitch McConnell. <laughs> and then the Rep- Democrats didn't give him any money, and, da, 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 and he ended up pulling out anyway. Right. You know, but it's just like, I don't know. There's something that hubristic, like, no, I don't want to do the prudent thing that's actually going to put me in a position to help people. I have to be go for the profiles and courage and unseat, you know, Voldemir. Who, wait, is that is that a guy? <laughs> yeah, he's the president of Ukraine. <laughs> okay, Ag- like Augustus January. Yeah, Voldemir Zelensky. Yeah. <laughs> well, it it again, like I said, there's no mechanism to enforce any bit of accountability on that. There's no way to even pick your candidates. You just get your candidates appointed to you either by the DCCC or by the DNC or whatever, or by someone's personal hubris or something because they wrote a book or something. But there's no even process to even pick your candidate, much less to hold them accountable on X, Y, and Z and, and whatever. And that's why that is a contradiction that will not be resolved anytime soon. And that's why I say, make yourself right with yourself. Make yourself right with God. Me, I'm getting, I'm sober. I've been sober mm-hmm. for, what, what, 50 days now? 45 days? Hell yeah. That ain't nothing. Let's celebrate. That's a lot. Yeah, I get, I get a, a chip a lot. So I'm just saying that's that, like, I'm Hell just yeah. saying, just, just, you know, just relax. Everything's fucked, but that's all right. Everything's what's, always what's, been fucked. What's the serenity prayer or some shit? Like the things that you cannot change, blah, 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 blah. Listen, man. See, I, I'm a really bad student when it comes to this, but uh, but whatever you I just mean, said. I'm I like mean, LeBron. I'm like LeBron. <laughs> I'm like LeBron. Like, yeah, whatever you what's said. Your fa- yeah, what's your favorite line from sobriety? Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> that's a very personal <laughs> thing. It's <laughs> oh. a little bit personal, sir. <laughs> Uh, uh, man. Yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, just uh, you know, don't 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 be uh, running for the cold water. You know, you don't need to walk outside. Just like you said, Terrence, just get right with yourself, man. Yeah, just you know, you know read read some books or some shit. I don't read know. book. <laughs> I don't Smoke some weed. Well, if you're not like if you're not like smoking like partaking, then I don't know. No, you'd be California sober. There is that is that is a thing mm-hmm. that I found mm-hmm. out about, like mm-hmm. uh, through Demi Lovato. She's got a song called California Sober. It's about, you can, you know, you're still sober, but you smoke weed. You just smoke weed? Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, Oh, shit. um, So, anyways, any final thoughts? That was one of my final thoughts. All right. Uh, I'm just just not looking forward to this next month of uh, ads, man. I've been getting those most insane ads from, uh, I mean, they just, I could build, like, a fucking house out of all these, like, flyers they send me dog not looking forward to it mm. you should you, that would be they build houses with coal around here as like a symbol to the past you could build a house out of, <laughs> you could build a house out of political flyers out of political flyers yeah i gotta say i you know i don't know anything i i met her once at a friend's house but 
There's a Lexington congresswoman, Hannah Legree, that was out this morning picking up all her signs, and I don't know anything about what she believes, but I appreciated that. <laughs> yes, I do. Down too. here, you'll see these election signs till the next election. You're right. I agree. Yeah, Pick yeah. up your fucking Hold election up. signs. I got. I got to look. I will say though, I thought it was funny that uh, people brought out their like people either still had their Stacey Abrams sign from 2018, like you know, like a. Like, what is it called? Like a mezuzah outside of like a Jewish household? Uh-huh. Like people left that shit up as like an omen of good faith? <laughs> to ward off people's spirits? It's like the the 22 version of smearing ram's blood on your door to steal away the head. Yeah, that, the angel of death comes by your house and sees the Stacey Abrams side out front. Like, nope, got to keep moving. Uh, 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 last thing I'll say, it was really funny seeing that like apparently she changed like the color and the text a little bit of her new signs, but people did it like, oh, my block, they never got the new signs. It just brought out the old ones. And I'm sure, <laughs> like from two years ago, and I'm sure them shits are going right back in the garage or in the attic bin. <laughs> Until next time, because we haven't seen the last of her. Uh, or Beto. Oh, God. Or Beto, man. Um, all right. Well, that's a good place to end it on. Thanks for listening. Go support us at Patreon, P A T R E O N dot com slash. Trillbilly Workers Party. Uh, thanks for listening. Um, this past week we talked about a movie, a little movie called The Shack. So uh, if that, if you watched that movie in 2017 and had your ass blown out by how good it is, go fucking check it out on the Patreon. And um, till next time. Yeah. See you, boys. Adios. Bye.